May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Text for the message comes from our gospel reading. Let us pray. O Almighty God, bless our time in your word and, and bless our lives as we bring the little things of our lives to you and pray for your blessing. May the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a situation like this? Maybe it was a, a sermon. Maybe it was a Bible study. Something that challenged your faith and action as a disciple of Jesus Christ. But you're also looking at your own life, and maybe you found yourself saying, well, that's great. That's all well and good, but, but, but I don't have the time. I don't have the skills. I don't have, I only have the money uh, to be able to do anything more than I am now. Perhaps you might have also added, uh, and I'm ashamed of just how little I am able to contribute. My friends, if Jesus' call and his challenge to be his disciple has resulted in you're getting confused and frustrated, then our gospel reading today is speaking to you. Let me read a section of it again. Matthew tells us, As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can get, go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They answered, We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. Bring them here to me, Jesus said, and he directed the people to sit down in the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. So our reading. Now, this story from Matthew's Gospel is, is a pretty familiar story. Uh, but you might be interested in this little bit of trivia, that this miracle story is really the only one repeated in all the Gospels, right? Uh, so let's see what it says to us today. Now, Jesus has just heard about the brutal, unjust execution of John the baptizer. You may remember that John and Jesus had those family connections, and John had prepared the way for Jesus to begin his ministry through a, a no-nonsense uh, kind of preaching, that, and, and he had baptized Jesus in the Jordan River. So it's understandable that Jesus is pretty upset and wanted to be alone for a while to grieve. But that didn't happen. The people followed Jesus and the disciples, and, and even though he could have turned them away because of his own personal need, we're told Jesus had compassion on that vast crowd, immediately began to heal those that were sick. In fact, he's so busy dealing with the needs of others that it seems like he loses track of time. His disciples remind him that it is late, that they're a long way from the village to and a, where such a large crowd might be able to uh, buy some food. And so out of concern from the crowd, they urge Jesus, the hour is late, send the people away so they can get something to eat. Now, uh, the disciples had a problem. 
and they took their problem to Jesus. Uh, Isn't that what we do? Isn't that what we're told to do? When we have a problem, we take it to Jesus in prayer, don't we? We pray for our congregation that, that the spread of God's word in the hearts and lives of people both inside and outside of the congregation. We, we pray that Jesus would use our words, our actions to bear witness to his love and mercy and grace. We, we take to Jesus our requests for all those that are sick, all those that are in public office, so you name it. When we have a problem like the disciples, we go to Jesus. But now came Jesus' surprise answer. He said to his disciples, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Now, the gospel writers don't describe the tone of voice Jesus used when he spoke those, but the written text gives us a clue about how Jesus would have said this. There is that emphasis on the word you. You give them something to eat. Not a suggestion, it's more of a command. And that's pretty much of a shock, isn't it? Because after all, here is Jesus, right? Mr. Compassion, who has compassion on everyone else, but when it comes to the disciples, he doesn't have any compassion for them. He says the crowd doesn't need to go anywhere. You guys, you go ahead and give them something to eat. It might sound harsh, it might sound insensitive, How in the world can the disciples do something like this? They go to Jesus and then he puts it back on them to find enough food to feed this vast crowd. Where are they going to get the resources at this late hour in a desolate place to carry this out? That's why they went to Jesus in the first place. For just a moment, put yourself in the shoes of the disciples. Imagine what your reaction would be if Jesus said, no, You go ahead and and you do it. You give them something to eat. We're talking about uh, providing a meal for at least 5,000 people. It could have been as many as 10,000. And uh, no small task indeed. Can you hear yourself in these questions? Can you hear Jesus' response to you? Lord Jesus, so-and-so is sick. Jesus says, okay. You go, give them comfort. Lord Jesus, uh, we need to send more enthusiastic workers to support the work of the congregation. Okay, you go and give your time and energy. Lord Jesus, uh, build up the faith of our young people. Okay, you go, give them encouragement and support. Jesus inspired people to to give more to the work of the church. Okay, you go first. Be generous and supportive of your congregation. Those first disciples protested, we don't have anything here. We just can't. We, We looked in the basket. There isn't much more. A few loaves of bread, a couple of cold fish. We don't have much to offer, Jesus. We can't do the impossible. We just can't. And don't we join in with the disciples in our protests? Lord, we can't. We don't have much to offer. We have so little time to give. We have so few skills that will be of any use to the ministry of the church. 
Our financial resources, they're, they're, they're meager right now. They, they can't do anything. What difference will the little bit I have to offer make when the task is so big? Well, we would like to do more, Jesus, but we just can't. Lord, you're, you're asking too much. We can't do the impossible. We just can't. You know, it follows that because we have so little, we think that we have every reason to do nothing or as little as possible. Then comes the next surprise in our reading. Jesus commands, bring those loaves and two fish here to me. And and taking charge, Jesus gives thanks to God and offers the food to the disciples who then give it to the crowds. And in wonder of wonders, there was enough. It wasn't just a snack. Everyone was completely satisfied. There are even 12 basketfuls of food left over. Take note of the events of what happens in this whole event. There is a movement here that you and I need to to look at. First, there's this recognition of the vast human need for food in that lonely, out-of-the-way place. That the weary and empty-handed disciples, they bring this to Jesus. Secondly, there's Jesus' sharp demand. You go and give them something to eat. And finally, Jesus multiplies the, the little bit that they had to the point where there's more than enough to meet the need. That's a valuable lesson for the disciples. When Jesus called them to serve, he would not leave them high and dry to do the seemingly impossible things. They, They would be confident knowing that Jesus would multiply those efforts and do great things. You give them something to eat. You see, what looked like a harsh and impossible demand demand from Jesus is, in reality, a great vote of confidence for you and me. He's saying, go ahead. You give them something to eat. You go and give. It will be enough. I promise you, I will bless you, and I will bless what you do. It will be enough. Jesus is saying to each one of us, you yourselves go. You go. Offer that word of encouragement or visit the lonely and the sick. You go and and speak that word of forgiveness. You go and and pray with those that are troubled. You go and, and share God's word of hope and comfort with someone who's troubled and burdened. You go and you give guidance to the youth. Spend some time getting to know the joys and sorrows of those that are elderly. You go. You go and give support and support the ministry that God has given us as a congregation using whatever skills, whatever money you have at your disposal, no matter how small that might seem compared to the enormity of the task at hand. There are no exemptions because of age or health or status or financial position. It's important to remember that even though we can genuinely genuinely offer only a little, that's all Jesus is asking. Don't focus on the size of the task. Don't focus on the small amount you have to offer or look for easy solutions. But focus on what you can do to help. 
and know that Jesus will use what you give. He's simply asking us to trust him because he can use our little things, five loaves, two fish, and do great and awesome things. You know, there are a lot of times we fall into a trap. The trap of thinking that ministry in the church is, is so big that it has got to be somebody else's job, right? It, it, sure, it's the pastor's job, the, the DCE's job, the principal's job, the teacher's job. Maybe it's the, the job of those that we've elected uh, as lay leaders. Maybe that's what the disciples thought. It was Jesus' job. They expected him to fix things. Instead, Jesus passes it back to them saying, well, you go and fix it. And he calls and challenges you and me, and he says, you go. Now, we might shake our heads at how little we have to offer in the face of such an important ministry that Jesus puts before us. But, but let's remember this. Your short visit, your small kindness, your few words of encouragement, the short time that you give to somebody in need, all those little things are multiplied by our Lord Jesus Christ to bring great blessings to those who need your care and concern. Well, what about the reverse? Maybe you've been on the receiving end of something small, a small kindness. It may not have been much, but maybe it was just a few words a kind deed, some time spent to, to help you. And you see how the Lord multiplies that blessing. What a difference that made to your whole life. I mean, I thank God that there are people who are willing to let God use the small things that they're able to give and to do and to say to make a difference in my life. God uses little things to a great effect. We saw that in the miracle story today. Today, Jesus is challenging you and me to use what we've got. No matter how little it may seem, no matter how inadequate we might think it is. By His grace, He takes what we have and He blesses it. And miracle of miracles, it is always enough. You know, that day out there with the disciples in that lonely place, there was more than enough to satisfy the hunger of the hungry crowd. Today, Jesus satisfies the needs of those around us through the small things we do to help. Kind word, a word of encouragement, a prayer, our presence, just being there for them. Maybe it's helping out, maybe making a casserole, mowing the lawn, supporting the congregation, giving generously. We would go on and on and on with these seemingly little things. We have every reason to praise the Lord because He performs a miracle in our little things, our small words, our small actions that He uses to bring about unbelievable results. You know, we may not always see the results. But be assured, God uses those little things, the five loaves and two fish that we have to offer. And he does great things with our little things. Let's offer those little things to him. Amen. And now, may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
Amen.